0: Hebrews chapter nine, and beginning in verse fifteen, just a single verse today. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the word of God. Therefore, he is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the promise eternal inheritance. Since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. Let's pray together lord we are amazed at your word it's inspired by god write the truth of it on our hearts and we ask it in jesus name amen please be seated last time we were in this verse we mentioned the fact that he redeemed the call do you see that that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance into death has occurred that redeems them he redeems the call the book of Ecclesiastes says this where the word of a king is there is power where the word of a king is there is power when this great nation was founded in opposition to the king of England in many stores you could see signs that opposed England and all that it uh, meant all that was behind that little word England and in some stores you saw this sign we serve no sovereign here and that's really the heart of everyone who comes into this world we do not want to submit to the king it's not merely an American problem it's the problem of the human race the heart of the problem is the problem of the heart We want anything but God to be reigning over us but this King rules over us he rules the affairs of men scripture says in the book of Proverbs the heart of the King is in the hand of the Lord and he turns it wherever he wish wherever he wishes and so from the argument of the greater to the lesser if the heart of the King is in the hand of the Lord the hand of everybody in the nation is and that's our hope as we preach the gospel that God would intervene in the hearts of people that they might come to know him and it takes an act of God for that we saw something of that last time but I want to focus particularly today as though we did last time more fully on this word call because it's who we are as the church the church is the called out ones ek lace is the Greek word kaleo means to call, ek means out, and so forth. The people of this world, if you could see the inhabitants of planet Earth, God calls out His church and brings them out of darkness into His light. Out from the world, into His society, His people, His ransom community. We are the called of Jesus Christ, who now delight in the grace of God, whereas once it had no... Uh, no thought for us as to whether we would even want that or not we were not only indifferent we were hardened to the things of God we're born into this world that way so we're going to talk about the effectual call of the king I said last time theologians make the distinction between two types of call the gospel call which is external it comes as you remember to the ear it comes to the eyes It comes by means of the preacher the Christian sharing the gospel the mother or the father sharing the gospel with the family with the children it could be a Christian book or a gospel tract such as you have in your bulletin today please feel free to share it that's the point of it but not everybody hears the gospel there are certain lands that Have not yet received the gospel certain tribes but our task is to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and that's the means by which they will be saved they're not saved by being sincere they're saved only by responding in repentance and faith to the gospel and therefore there's that need to get the gospel to them but the gospel call only comes to the ear We need more than that to be saved and a second call is needed it's what we call the effectual call the first call is external it comes to the ear the internal call goes to the heart Steve Lawson said it this way the preacher can only bring the word to the ear the spirit must bring it from the ear to the heart and I want to say if you're a Christian God has done this for you he has called you out of darkness as if there's this mass of humanity and he personally individually called you and said out i say and it's a summons and you come and you come willingly and eight minutes before that you would not have done because god has done something in your heart as he called you it was merely if it was merely a call to the ear you would still say no but you say yes and your consciousness is i made the decision i made the decision to come but biblically speaking though that is true you called on the name of the lord not someone else god didn't call on the name of the lord for you it's god who put it in your heart to call on the name of the lord he changed your heart when he called you such is the power of god it's been well said this call this effectual call is not an audible voice it's a lot louder than that there are other calls in this world the world the flesh the devil the false teacher cries out but this call drowns out all other calls every other call in this world it's the opening of the heart when the seed of God's word germinates and we are born again and it's all God's activity what did you do in your birth what did you decide it just happened to you and that's what happens in this uh, realm where we're born again and scripture says it this way first Peter 1 23 since you've been born again writing to Christians not of perishable seed but imperishable through the living and abiding Word of God that's the means and then it goes on in verse 25, "And this word is the good news that was preached to you. So God does everything, and yet he does it through the means of the preaching of the word of God." An example of this is found in the book of Acts. No need to turn there. We'll be turning to a lot of Scripture. but Luke, writing in Acts 16:14, said, wrote one who heard us was a woman named Lydia uh, from the city of Thyatira a seller of purple goods who was a worshiper of God now hear these words the Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul the Lord opened the heart I want to ask you do you believe in a God who has the power to do that or is he limited by our stubbornness our free will as we call it god is a gentleman you ever heard that he'll never violate your free will you better hope he does because we will free will our way to hell we're on a highway to hell and we love it we want to sing songs about it but the lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by paul now you know paul was saying and speaking the gospel and so it's the holy spirit who attended the gospel call With this effectual call opening the heart of Lydia and if you're a Christian he's done the same for you you might say but I grew up in a Christian home I was always under the sound of the gospel and I have been a Christian as far back as I can remember God has been very kind to you I'm just explaining biblically what happened to you though you think it's normal was an absolute miracle God opened your heart at the age of four to the gospel how gracious is God in that and it's just as powerful as when Jesus knocked Paul, or as he was then Saul, off his high horse. when he wooed him off the horse, as you remember. It would be nice if you come off the horse just now would be be interested in that and by the way uh, I I can't do this unless you agree but I want to blind you for a little while and let you know who God is oh yeah I'm interested in that Saul said no this is the king of the universe and there's an enemy of his and he says this day you're coming home because you're a you're a sheep off your high horse bam you're blind for a while and you're going to serve me well, I'm not sure I like that. Well, that's the problem. We don't want the sovereign God to rule over us. But if you want to know God, the true God, that's who we're dealing with. There isn't a second God to choose. The only one is the one who is in charge. And where the word of a king is, there's power. There's colossal power. So, what was said by Paul? The gospel. And the Lord opened the heart of Lydia to understand and receive the things paul shared steve lawson again said this god guarantees the success of his own gospel i love that god guarantees the success of his own gospel we preach we witness he calls he regenerates so we've seen in romans 8 along the way that these whom god foreknew he predestined those he predestined he called and i want to focus on that you remember that golden chain of redemption all the five links there in those verses romans 8 28 through 30 are forged by god specifically god the father and he has called certain people not everyone and those he calls he justifies and we would Uh, surmise from the text that it's not some of those he calls he justifies this is an effectual call you ever been in a park where a dog owner has a dog who sees another dog and though the dog is a hundred yards away uh, the owner's dog goes to meet him and the owner calls the dog but it's an ineffectual call because the dog is just hell-bent I'm getting to the other dog. Doesn't listen to the voice of the master. This is not that. This is something that stops us in our tracks and we now turn around, repent, and believe. That's the power of this kind of call. Praise the Lord. God said to you, Out, I say. And we're grateful people. So, the gospel call is the call of the gospel what is that gospel that God the second person of the Trinity entered into time by means of a virgin birth lived a sinless life died on the cross an atoning death rose again from the dead after three days and is now at the place of all authority on the throne of this universe and he says come to me repent and believe the good news of what I've done for sinners at the cross and we respond because of the call of god but that's the gospel the gospel call let's go to uh, matthew chapter 11. we're going to go through the new testament today i hope you brought your sandwiches and packed lunches and here we go matthew chapter 11. we're going through the new testament and he's just in matthew yes that's right matthew 11 look at Jesus Uh, he's rejoicing in the fact that God hides some things from some people that's not politically correct but that's what he's doing in verse 25 father I thank you Lord of heaven and earth that you've hidden these things what things the things of the kingdom from the wise and understanding that takes activity if you hide something that means you've been active doing something God hides something I would suggest to you if God hides something you're never going to find it Because he's omniscient he knows where you're going to (laughs) look he's hidden these things you've hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children yes father for such was your gracious will jesus sees the electing purposes of god as a gracious thing All things have been handed over to me by my father and no one knows the father excuse me no one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son and anyone to whom the son chooses to reveal him i'll just let that fly it speaks for itself and in the same breath without taking a hebrew coffee break he says come to me all that's jesus he can rejoice in divine election and in the same breath say come to me everybody he knows that some won't respond but some will who will those whom the son chooses to reveal himself to come to me all that's the universal gospel call the universal call of the gospel to everybody come to me all who labor and are heavy laden i'll give you rest so it is We could say more but that's enough for this verse go to chapter 22 matthew chapter 22. we have here a parable we're not going to get into that or else if we do we'll never get out of it i simply want to sum up uh, the words of this parable in the words that are the summing up of it in verse 14 look at this for many are called doesn't say all are called not everybody gets the gospel this is matthew 22 Look at verse 14 for many are called not all but many are called but few are chosen here again is the gospel call not everybody who is called in the gospel call comes into the kingdom have you noticed that not everybody you might be the world's greatest evangelist but nobody is so good at evangelism that everyone you talk to, to comes to christ would you agree The gospel call goes to the ear it takes the holy spirit to bring the call to the heart for many are called but few are chosen so not everybody who hears that gospel call comes into the kingdom why they weren't chosen that's there in our bibles well i don't like that i know but we haven't got a uh, version that god's sending down from heaven because we didn't like the first one this is it This is the God of the Bible. He rules and reigns and will have His way. We either adjust to it, it's like a cat being petted, and uh, the back of the cat is upset because you're stroking the cat the wrong way. What the cat needs to do is turn around, repent, and everything will be good. Everything will be great. (laughs) Not all hear that call of the gospel, but those that do hear the gospel call, who responds the chosen now i'd like at this point to bring you a quote from mark webb he writes this after giving a brief survey of these doctrines of sovereign grace i asked for questions from the class let me just say that's always a risk one lady in particular was quite troubled she said this is the most awful thing i've ever heard you make it sound as if god is intentionally turning away men and women who would be saved receiving only the elect i answered her in this vein you misunderstand the situation you're visualizing that god is standing at the door of heaven and men are thronging to get in the door and god is saying to various one uh, various ones "Uh, yes you may come but not you Uh, you but but not you etc this situation is hardly this he continues Rather, God stands at the door of heaven with his arms outstretched, inviting all to come, yet all men without exception are running in the opposite direction toward hell as hard as they can go. So God, in election, graciously reaches out and stops this one, and that one, and this one over here, and that one over there, and effectually draws them to himself by changing their hearts, making them willing to come election keeps no one out of heaven who would otherwise have been there but it keeps a whole multitude of sinners out of hell who otherwise would have been there were it not for election heaven would be an empty place and hell would be bursting at the seams that kind of response grounded as i believe it is in scriptural truth does put a different complexion on things doesn't it if you perish in hell blame yourself as it is entirely your fault but if you should make it to heaven credit God for that is entirely his work to him alone belongs all praise and glory for salvation is all of grace from start to finish end of quote Uh, John chapter 6 let's go on in our Bibles John chapter 6 right after john chapter 5. that's a help john chapter 6 look at verse 37. this is clear from jesus and he's actually looking unbelievers in the eye as he tells them this some people have the idea that this is a family secret is it only be done uh, when there's a very small people in a wednesday bible study and uh, you don't mention this publicly well Uh, Jesus did he looked unbelievers right in the face and taught divine election look at this verse 36 I said to you that you've seen me and yet you do not believe he identified them as unbelievers and then he explained their unbelief all that the father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me I will never cast out so which comes first the coming of the people to Jesus Uh, the father giving Jesus a people and the answer is what comes first is the father giving the son a people all that the father gives me that happened first will come to me that happens next and whoever comes to me I'll never cast out for I've come down from heaven not to do my own will but the will of him who sent me this is the will of him who sent me all right let's prick up our ears what is his will the will of God the father for the son is this that I lose nothing of all that he's given me but raise it up on the last day I cannot contemplate and envision in my mind Jesus failing to do the father's will and the father's will is of all the father gives him he lose nothing but raise that entire group on the last day that means they have eternal life for this is the will of my father verse 40 That everyone who looks on the son and believes in him should have eternal life and i'll raise him up on the last day the jews loved this message oh well they didn't the jews grumbled about him because he said i'm the bread that came down from heaven and they said this this not jesus the son of joseph whose father and mother we know how does he now say i've come down from heaven jesus answered them do not grumble among yourselves no one can come to me that's verse 44 unless the father who sent me draws him and i'll raise him up on the last day this verse 44 is significant especially in the light of verse 37 all that the father gives me will come to me and no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him what's clear from the text is the one drawn is the same one who's raised up on the last day this is a powerful calling it's not someone is drawn another person is raised up on the last day no it's an effectual drawing it brings them not only to Christ but all the way to heaven and that's the will of God according to Jesus notice the third word in the text no one can the word can speaks of ability other translations read no one is able no one has the ability it's not speaking about permission that would be may no one may come to me unless I permit it no no one can no one has the ability why because of the problem of the heart we don't want the God who really is unless God does a heart transplant takes out one heart stone puts in one heart flesh that's alive towards God and it keeps on beating not just for a few weeks or a few months a temporary fad but for all eternity you want Christ you didn't want him before why God gave you a new heart by means of the effectual call that's the God of the Bible. Spurgeon said of this A man is not saved against his will, but he's made willing by the operation of the Holy Ghost. A mighty grace which he does not wish to resist enter it, enters into the man, disarms him, makes a new creature of him, and he is saved. This means no one is beyond the saving power of God. Amen the effectual call is a summons it's the summons of a king on the throne and as we saw in Romans 8 this call brings about justification these whom he just he called he also justified now it draws the sinner to Christ in repentance and faith that word draw in the text you see it verse 44 no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him it's strong but it's not strong enough it's literally the word drag the same word is used let me just quote some of these uh, here the same word is used in Greek in John 21 8 when the 153 fish were caught and we read these words the other disciples came into the boat dragging the net full of fish same word for they were not far from the land but a hundred yards off they didn't woo the fish they dragged the fish early christians were dragged before the authorities here's acts chapter 8 verse 3 but saul was ravaging the church and entering house after house he dragged off men and women and committed them to prison he didn't woo them to prison he dragged them to prison acts seventeen six. when they could not find them they dragged jason and some of the brothers before the city's authority Uh, shouting these men who have turned the world upside down have come here also again the word dragged rather than woo Acts chapter 16 verse 19 Uh, Paul and Silas were in Philippi here's what we read when her saw that their hope of gain was gone they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers now again this is not a wooing Come on paul and silas come this way come before the authorities it's really exciting you're absolutely going to love it no they were dragged acts 21 30 then all the city was stirred up and the people ran together they seized paul and dragged him out of the temple and at once the gates were shut that's the word drag and it really should be translated drag in john 6 44 this speaks of what theologians call the irresistible call the effectual call why do they call it the irresistible call because it overcomes all resistance well but i know a verse let's go there acts chapter 7 where some people resisted the gospel they resisted the grace of god oh yeah uh, that's uh, acts chapter 7 verse 51 and this was a sermon whereby our great saint stephen about to be martyred preached preaching can get you into trouble that's a problem in america not of not enough people want to get the preachers killed that's the problem not that i'm offering myself (laughs) acts chapter 7 look at verse 51 you stiff-necked people oh isn't that a comforting word amen oh love to get the words of the wouldn't that be great if that's your verse for the day yeah you stiff-necked people oh isn't that nice no you stiff-necked people uncircumcised in heart and ears that was an atrocious word to say to jews but that's what he's doing right there You may be circumcised but you're uncircumcised in heart and ears you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did so do you well there you go pastor John there's a verse that says we resist and we can resist and I would say yes we will always resist until God in his irresistible grace overcomes your resistance that's the point God has the power to overcome your natural hell-bent desire to go to hell to not be under the sovereignty of God to not come under the authority of the king there it is man will always resist until God intervenes but there is a day set on God's calendar we can't see it this side of glory but God has a calendar I'm sure when the Holy Spirit on that day will overcome the resistance of all God's people for you it might be march 28. for others it was may the 8th for another it was a different year different decade but on god's calendar he said this is the day you as my sheep are coming home that might have been when you're four years old or 94 years old but god knows the day the day the thief on the cross came to christ was on god's calendar before eternity didn't look like he was elect didn't look like he was a sheep looked like he was a goat uh, but he was a sheep all along do you realize this goats don't turn into sheep he was a sheep all along he was just a lost sheep such is true of some family members we can think of right they look lost but let's pray that they are true sheep and if they are true sheep they're going to come home wagging their tails behind them amen all the elect will come according to Jesus. John six thirty seven. Here's what we read in Acts thirteen, forty eight. When the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord, and as many as were appointed to eternal life believed. This is Acts thirteen, verse forty eight. As many, and that's not just half or most, or on a good week, eighty percent, as many as were appointed to eternal life believed in other words there was an appointed time for these elect ones to come to faith and all who had the appointment made the appointment you ever had an appointment at the doctor or the dentist and had to cancel you got a cold and you realize the dentist is not going to see you when you're coughing the way you are so you have to cancel the appointment this is an appointment that everyone shows up to all who had the appointment made the appointment all who were appointed to eternal life believed so this call is a delightful call let's go back just a moment to john chapter 10 john chapter 10 this is jesus as the good shepherd verse 3 to him those who enter the door to him the gatekeeper opens the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out that's what the effectual call is it's the Shepherd calling his sheep verse 4 when he has brought out all his own when he has brought out how many all his own he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice it's beautiful it's a delightful call he calls his own by name individually brown ears Jasper Dolly woolly the Sheep come on come on Simon Andrea Justin Amanda Glenn Jolene is your name one of his sheep you see no goat becomes a sheep their lost sheep that come and find their warmth and delight and security in the Shepherd they may look like goats until the very last day of their lives but the sheep hear his voice and they come to him we're in john 10 look at verse 26 but isn't everybody a sheep no no jesus looked people right in the face and taught this uh, but you do not believe because stop there for a moment jesus is a, is going to tell people why they're not believing you do not believe because you are not among my sheep i used to think if you want a sheep you could choose to become a sheep many uh, children's uh, curriculum operate on that basis will you be a sheep of jesus choose jesus as your shepherd well you may choose jesus as your shepherd but he chooses you before you choose him doesn't he say that you have not chosen me i've chosen you hmm so for years I have to admit I got this the opposite way round I thought they're not a sheep because they're not believing no uh, Jesus said you're not believing because you're not my sheep let let's allow Jesus to explain things on his terms now here's the contrast verse 27 the next verse my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them half of them no, all of them I give them eternal life and they half of them no, all of them they will never perish and no one will snatch them half of them no, all of them out of my hand my father who's given them to me see that same theme is greater than all and no one is a, is able to snatch them out of the father's hand <clears throat> i and the father are one we're on the same mission the father chooses a people i'm here to live for them and die for them and after that the holy spirit will repli- apply that redemption to the same group it's a beautiful thing let's go to romans ah there's hope we're moving on from the left to the right romans Chapter 1. i want you to see as we walk through these how often we come across this concept i'm convinced that god has given us not only the bible we have but the bible that he wanted us to have that every word is precious and every word is inspired by god and he's revealed these things not to cause consternation and confusion also so that we can win debates with people who might disagree but this is the comfort of the saints God wanted us to know this Amen. Romans chapter 1 look at verse 5 through whom we've received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ again this is the effectual call this is something God did He called you to belong to jesus christ to all those in rome who are loved by god and called to be saints grace to you and peace from god our father and the lord jesus christ the call secures the result he called you and you've come and you now belong to jesus christ go to romans chapter 8 we saw this let's just see it along the way romans 8 verse 30 those whom he predestined he also called those whom he called he also justified those whom he justified he also glorified these are big words but if you understand that you're justified before god which is god declaring you right in his sight you might say i don't understand a lot of theology i don't understand my bible i'm new to the bible do you understand you've been saved do you understand that god has justified you that were you to die right this instant you would be in heaven forever because of jesus christ and your faith in him if you know that you can go forwards and backwards in the chain and realize i'm justified i will be glorified he's going to get me there he's taken on a massive project and taking me on but he's assured me i'm going to make it and i can go backwards in the chain and realize i'm justified he must have called me and he must have predestined me and he must have foreknown me set his love on me wow that's what God wants us to know he wants you to know that not so that you debate it in your mind and ask you if you agree with it he's revealing what has taken place and it started in eternity taking place in time will end up in eternity future all the foreknown are predestined all the predestined are called this call is so effectual; it ends up in every one of the called being justified because God gives saving faith to the called and they end up glorified let's go to chapter 9. Romans 9 verse 24 even us whom he is called not from the Jews only but also from the Gentiles again this effectual call it's a call out from the Jewish community and it's a call out from the Gentile community out from the world into the church the called out ones chapter 11 Romans 11 verse 28 talking of the Jews Paul writes as regards the gospel they are enemies for your sake but as regards election they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable when God calls someone they are eternally called they're coming into the kingdom and they will not be lost god will not change his mind he is infinite in his wisdom and he's chosen and it is irrevocable that call is irrevocable go on to the right to first corinthians chapter one just want to see these verses first one paul called by the will of god to be an apostle of christ jesus here we have a calling in terms of Uh, that which is his mandate as a person his specific call into ministry and our brother Sosthenes to the church of god that is at corinth to the called out ones of god that is at corinth to those sanctified in christ jesus set apart in christ called to be saints together with all those who in every place call on the name of the lord jesus christ both their lord and ours notice two calls are in view in this verse one is the effectual call where he calls them to to be saints all the christians are saints now they didn't always act like saints but they were saints and he's going to challenge them to act like saints but they're saints called to be saints or called saints who with all those who in every place call on the name of the lord which came first it's obvious what came first. Note the order here. God calls first, then people call on the name of the Lord. Go to verse 9. God is faithful. Faithful to what? To all of his eternal purposes. By whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Called into fellowship, called into a saving relationship look at chapter 1 verse 24 greeks see the cross as foolishness jews see it as a stumbling block verse 24 but to those who are called both jews and greeks christ the power of god and the wisdom of god when you look at the cross do you see it as foolishness that some itinerant jewish teacher dying on a cross two thousand years ago that's a central event in human history that's foolishness that's what people will think unless they're called and when they're called they see the cross as the wisdom and power of god how do you look at the cross is it just a sad event or is it the most central event in the universe with cosmic ramifications if you see it differently from foolishness and stumbling block you've been called You are the call verse uh, 25 for the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men for consider your calling you that are in the Christian community you're called into Christ Jesus consider your calling brothers not many of you are wise according to worldly standards hmm not many were powerful now again it does not say not any but not many not many were influential not many were people of influence I remember back in England when I was a young Christian people were praying for the conversion of sting you remember him and um, wow what a great thing it would be for the kingdom of God if he was saved he was a spokesman for Christ and uh, God didn't seem to say yes to that prayer and i don't think the kingdom of god has suffered you see god didn't call all the influential people and say now this is how we're going to get england saved because the wisdom of god is stronger than men he's going to use the little old you and me sharing the gospel amen not many not many not didn't say not any some people of influence have been saved by all accounts the queen of england was a genuine christian the Queen Mother was it was a reporter went up to her one time and uh, said is it true that you hand out gospel tracts and she says yes Sonny here you are (laughs) she had one in her purse but not many not many not many were powerful not many were of noble birth not many not many upper class the elite in society but who did god call but god chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise god chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong god chose what is low and despised in the world even things that are not the zeros to bring to nothing things that are i know god says i know how i'll dismantle the world system by using nobody's the zeros of life why so that when he demolish, demolishes all the things and the kingdoms of this world he'll get all the credit God chose what is low and despised in the world even things that are not to bring to nothing things that are here's why so that no human being might boast in the presence of God that's the purpose so God gets all the credit God uses the nothing muches Zeros. So all the credit goes to God. See, divine election doesn't merely keep human boasting to a minimum, it excludes it altogether. Verse 13: Because of Him, you're in Christ Jesus, not because of you. Go to Galatians chapter 1. Just going to read these for the sake of time but when he had set me apart as i was born and he who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me look at chapter 5 verse 13 for you were called to freedom brothers only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh but through love serve one another go to ephesians chapter 4 next book ephesians chapter 4 look at verse 1 I therefore a prisoner of the Lord urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called what's that about well you're receivers of a heavenly calling walk and March according to that call walk in holiness verse 4 there is one body and one spirit just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call you think uh because we're repeating these things over and over God wants us to know it yeah I I really do go to first Thessalonians chapter 1 on past Philippians and Colossians to first Thessalonians chapter 2 look at verse 12. We exhorted each one of you encourage you and charge you to walk in a manner worthy of god who calls you into his own kingdom and glory he doesn't woo you here he calls you he calls you into into what his own kingdom and glory you were not born into it you were called into it chapter 4 verse 7 for god has not called us for impurity but in holiness chapter 1 of 2nd Thessalonians 2nd Thessalonians chapter 1 look at verse 11 to this end we also pray for you that our God may make you worthy of this calling and may fulfill every every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power not that you would be worthy to be called but if you've been called live a life worthy of the call Go to First Timothy chapter six. On again, on to the right. Chapter six of First Timothy, verse twelve: Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called, and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Second Timothy chapter one, verse eight: Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but share in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling not because of our works but because of his own purpose and grace which he gave us in christ jesus when before the ages began this calling is not of works it's not because of human action human action is not a consideration but the eternal purpose of god and god has an eternal purpose that he's had from eternity to give grace to us in christ hebrews chapter 3 Verse 1 on to the right next book first uh, third chapter of Hebrews therefore holy brothers you who share in a heavenly calling consider Jesus the Apostle and High Priest of our confession first Peter chapter 1 on to the right first Peter chapter 1 past James and then you come to first Peter chapter 2 first Peter chapter 2 look at verse 9 you're a chosen race a royal priesthood a holy nation a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light light speaks of truth light speaks of holiness darkness speaks of errors of lies and impurity you've been called out from that realm into this realm look at verse 21 for to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you might follow in his steps. We've seen that we're called to fellowship, relationship with Christ. We're called to purity. Now we're called to suffering. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 10. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 10. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities you'll never fall what's the message here make sure of your calling an election make certain you've been called and that he chose you how do you do that well make certain of your repentance and your faith in Christ as we wrap this up many have questions you might have questions one of which is why evangelize if this is true god has a people who we will save why evangelize well the answer is pretty obvious but i want to spell it out because evangelism is the means by which his ends are achieved god not only ordains the ends he's ordained the means the ends might be that someone might live to 100 they're 45 years old now but god may have ordained that they live to 100 but the means will be that they sleep sometime that they eat that they get enough oxygen that they get enough water and these are means to achieve his ends and God has ordained both the ends and the means and God has ordained the saving of his elect people and the means by which they will be saved which is the hearing of the gospel what are the ends go to Revelation chapter 5 I thank God that the number of God's elect people is not 38 or 402. This ransom people. Look at Revelation 5, verse 9. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you've made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Well, how many people are redeemed? Revelation 7. You ready for this? Revelation 7, verse 9. After this, I looked and behold a great, great, great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and with palm branches in their hands, and crying with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb this ladies and gentlemen divine election is the fuel for evangelism why would you go to other nations that's historically the case people read the book of revelation realize, wow god has people that christ has redeemed in every tribe this is the guarantee that someone will respond when we go there with the gospel someone's going to respond because god says there will be around the throne people from every tribe there in heaven so evangelism is just rounding up the sheep and as the gospel goes forth in that tribal community God says, Come on, Dolly. Come on, Brownies. Come into the kingdom. I call you out of darkness into my marvelous light. I call you out from your idolatry, just as I called Abraham out of his. I called him out of darkness into the marvelous light. It's the same thing in the Old Testament and the New. He calls his people and gives them a new heart, a circumcised heart, so that they now want what they didn't want before the true God and his true gospel how are they going to hear well what's the means Romans 10 how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed how are they to believe in him of whom they've never heard how are they to hear without someone preaching the answer is uh, they won't how are they, they to preach unless they're sent as it's written how beautiful are the feet of those who preach good news but have they not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah says Lord who's believed and uh, who has believed what they what they've heard from us so faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ Romans 9 is all about election by the way Romans 8 also is and Romans 10 follows up and says now how are these people gonna hear unless someone preaches and God has ordained the ends the elect and the means the gospel presentation C H Spurgeon said this I believe that God will save his own elect and I also believe that if I do not preach the gospel the blood of men will be laid at my door that's biblical balance but in election God guarantees the success of the gospel. George Whitfield said man is nothing he's a free will to, to go to hell but none to go to heaven till God worketh in him to do of his good pleasure spurgeon also said this i do not come to this pulpit hoping that perhaps someone will of his own free will return to christ my hope lies in another quarter i hope that my master will lay hold of some of them and say you are mine and you shall be mine i claim you for myself myself my hope arises from the freeness of grace and not from the freedom of the will free will carried many a soul to hell but never a soul to heaven To understand this is to understand grace and God has revealed this so that his people will understand they've been saved by grace alone truly truly Martin Luther a quote of his if any man ascribes of salvation even the very least to the free will of man he knows nothing of grace and has not learned jesus christ aright i know it goes against the grain because we think well i remember there was that moment when i chose and i could have chosen otherwise biblically speaking you couldn't you chose christ because he overcame your resistance behind the scenes the holy spirit worked. A divine miracle to take out the heart of stone so that you now wanted what you didn't want moments before. It happened to me, has it happened to you? And for you that are the called, let's appreciate the grace of God that saved us. The man who penned the most famous hymn in the world, in the English speaking world, got this. You know the song, Amazing Grace. He believed all of this amazing grace how sweet the sound That saved a wretch like me i once was lost but now i'm found finish it for me i was blind but now i see i wasn't merely short-sighted i couldn't see it you ever shared the gospel and they say you know i, I i'm not really interested and you come back and you say they, they just couldn't see it. and you're, you're, you're thinking what how can you reject this christ you see Him; they don't And we need to pray for the divine miracle to attend the preaching of the gospel let's get the gospel to everyone recognizing it takes god to save the sinner you that are christians revel in the grace of god realize that it's not wrong to just stop and say worthy is the lamb he redeemed me by his blood in fact that's going to be the theme of heaven i'm sure all of us around the throne are going to say why me well the answer is not because of anything in you it's everything to do with god's electing grace everything truly everything let's pray father we just thank you for the lord jesus he powerfully calls his people god calls us out of darkness into the marvelous light that we may proclaim the excellences of him who did so lord write this truth on our hearts You redeemed the called. You actually redeemed them by your blood. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.